Welcome to the Manor. Welcome to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. I'm James. And today, I'm going to kind of uh, improvise here. <laughs> I, d- I didn't want to say what I said earlier, because then we'd get in a whole other discussion, <laughs> like we already did. <laughs> Do it. Do no, it. No. No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> KISS has just announced their final tour, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. But before I do, uh, thoughts? <laughs> yeah, final. Sure. <laughs> uh, I'll address that comment later. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just with what I think. But yeah, I, I know where you're coming from on that. Okay, so I have been a lifelong KISS fan, and I mean that literally pretty much my entire life growing up. I'm not sure how old I was exactly when the first eight tracks entered the house, but I do remember having the first three studio albums and and Kiss Alive uh, on eight track. Damn, how old are you, man? Uh, Not as old as you. Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much since I was old enough to pick an eight track tape up and stick it in the eight track player, I have been a fan of Kiss. Neighbor kid, Scott, used to come over and knock on the door and ask if I wanted to go outside and play. And, you know, and, and, what do you want to play? Well, let's, let's pretend we're Kiss. And had this big willow tree out in the front yard that uh, the, the limbs had grown in such a way that it actually formed a natural arch opening. Where you could go under the tree like you were walking into a cave. And uh, we got to put our makeup on for the show. So we'd run under the tree like it was the dressing room and, <laughs> and, and literally would rub my hands all over my face like I was washing my face. But that was how, you know, to me, that was putting on the makeup and then run back out in the yard and play air guitar and sing probably some uh, mangled form of the lyrics to Deuce. And then, all right, show's over. We're going to take the makeup off. So run back under the willow tree and, you know, repeat the process. All right, got to get back to the hotel. Oh, no, we're getting mobbed by fans. And you act like we jump in the limo. And, and I'm like three years old doing this, right? So, yeah, I, I've been a, a fan pretty much my whole life and, and uh, you know, seen them something like 10 times. Here they've, they've announced their final tour, and, uh, you know, James said something sarcastic <laughs> just a few minutes ago, and, and not undeservedly so. This is not the first time they've announced a farewell tour. They did this in 2000, or eighty or 99, or 2000, somewhere around that. I think it was 2000. They uh, announced a farewell tour, and, and toured, and, and it was the final tour by the original four members. Because when it was done, Ace finished and said, yeah, he was pretty much done being in the band. And Peter came back and did a handful of shows after that. But no, he has not been back since. They did some dates in Australia, recorded a, a live album down there with an orchestra. But yeah, he's, he's not been back. And I, and I know James isn't the only person who has made a comment like that. <laughs> since they've announced this and i understand it but i i do think at this point this probably is it at least for gene and paul well that that was half of my comment was we talked about it a week or so ago too and part of it is so i guess it would be a three-way response yeah one is that yes they've said that before maybe four nope four yep doing the spanish inquisition the one way (laughs) is that i've heard that before no the two the two ways is that i've heard it before other rock stars such as Ozzy and the Stones have said that so many times that it's meaningless. Yes, they have. Three, the three ways is <laughs> Ozzy and the Stones have, have said it before and I've heard Kiss say it before and once Gene's ego needs stroking, he'll decide he wants to go out and do something more. 
The four, the four, the four ways that I disbelieve this is that Gene's going to need his ego stroked. They've said it before. Other artists have said it before. And what you're about to say, they've mentioned it before that Gene and Paul don't necessarily feel the need for Kiss to end when they leave the band because now they're okay with their personas continuing on. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to say. I kind of think at this point, they've hit an age where doing this show is probably tougher than it used to be. <laughs> I mean, you got to think, jeans, I, I don't know how much that stuff weighs. I know the boots themselves weigh like 10 pounds. <laughs> and these guys are in their mid to late 60s, pushing 70, if, if they haven't already hit 70. Oh, I'll have to be to there think. somewhere. Yeah, they're, they're close to it, you know. God, your body just can't take it. Uh, touring is a grind. So I've heard, <laughs> not thought that I've done it, but I, you know, that, that is pretty much the consensus from every artist that I have listened to talk about this or read a book where they've talked about this, uh, read an interview where they've talked about this. Touring is a grind. It's, it wears you down. You get burned out. It can drive you crazy. It can drive you to drink and do other things that you probably shouldn't be doing you know, you know groupies group, well you know, oh wait yeah. no those are things you should be doing yeah Sorry. i was i was thinking more of the drugs but you know <laughs> and and i'll talk about that in a little bit but uh see and every job is like that every job yeah. is monotonous and you do it day after day but i then you have safe space to go to or at least a home space you have normality right instead of just being constantly on the road while doing the same thing over and over you know the the fact that they've stuck it out for 40 some, you know, 45 years or whatever it is and done this, that in and of itself says something. But, you know, like I said, you go out there every night and you're putting on, especially in Gene's case, when he's wearing all that armor, that's probably, that's probably a good 30 pounds, if not more that he's out there every night wearing. I mean, Paul doesn't wear such heavy stuff, but Paul's voice, uh, there has been a lot of criticism lately about Paul Stanley's voice. Well, you know, he's 66. What do you yeah, expect? Exactly. Personally, I think what they should have been doing, and I know it's kind of difficult because they already tuned down their guitars a half step, or they, they used to. You know, and that was one of the things uh, when Sabbath went out on their last couple of tours, their final tour, and then the tour for the album 13 before that, you know, Tony Iommi talked about they had to be really selective in what songs they could play because they had to play what Ozzy could sing. And it wasn't a question of, down tuning the guitar anymore because Sabbath already down tunes a full step <laughs> and you really can't go much lower than that with and you know without the strings being way too loose flubbity <laughs> yeah and and a kiss you know I don't know maybe they're in kind of the same boat because like I said I know back in the 70s at least they used to down tune a half step now I don't know that they always did that on every song but I, I know I know for a lot of their songs they did in Paul's case what do you do do you down tune a whole step is that really going to help I, I don't know this is what kills me. People complain about his voice, but when, when you're that, as you age, your vocal cords become less elastic. So yeah, you're not going to be able to hit those notes. You're going to struggle with it. And when you've toured as much as they have, and you've sung in that register as much as Paul has. Yeah, actually, I've, I've always impressed with people like Paul Stanley. And when you have people like Paul Stanley and Mick Jagger, they've been oh, yeah. playing for 40, 50, 60 years and can still sing at all. That's yeah. a phenomenal regimen of keeping your voice ability. It is, yeah. And, and I know Gene, Gene's made a comment here lately about Paul's vocals. What does Gene not comment about? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and go, I'm impressed with Gene, but, you know. Yeah. 
I do get it. A lot of people criticize Gene for being money hungry. You know. Oh, I have no problem with his money grubbing. Oh, uh, I that I completely get. <laughs> I, I I don't either. And I pick what I'm going to spend my money on when it comes to these guys. There was a lot of stuff over the years that I bought that was collectible that I kind of went back and went, well, why did I do that? So, you know what? I'll pay for the music at this point. Anything else is going to be really iffy on whether or not I'm willing to spend money on it. And chances are I'm not. Let's just put it this way. One, I want to be cremated when I die. So the chances of me buying a kiss casket are slim to none. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you it's zero for me. So <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you, you got to remember where Gene came from. He was born in Israel. His father abandoned him and his mother. They moved to the States with practically nothing. Uh, he had nothing, but he determined that he was going to make something of himself, and he worked his ass off to get where he is. So, you know what? All you people that say he's money hungry, I don't have a problem with him being money hungry. He has earned it. Yeah, I don't mind that he's money hungry. I only typically have issues when he tries to take credit for things that he did not come up with. Oh, and yeah. And when he <laughs> wants to get a little media time by bashing newer bands. Uh, or yeah. older bands. Yeah. You're, uh, you're popular, man. You're a part of KISS. You are a legend. Yeah. You're fine. You're made. Just, you know, yeah. you can say things in a cool way. Yeah, he goes overboard sometimes. I will say that. I, sometimes he opens his mouth and I go, oh, man, just shut up. <laughs> Gene, I love you, but shut up. <laughs> That's all of us at one point or yeah. another. He just has a better stage, so we hear him saying it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, in a way, I'm glad that they have announced the final tour. And, and, and I'm hoping I, – look, I said years ago, actually during the Revenge Tour, and, and at the time, you kind of poo-pooed this idea because <laughs> I remember saying this. But I remember during the Revenge Tour because we went to go see him together. You know, that's, that's, I think that's the only time you and I actually went to the same Kiss concert. Actually, is that your only Kiss concert? It is. Well, that's what I was thinking, because I know um, I tried to get you to go to the Hot in the Shade tour when they hit Terre Haute. You couldn't. Damn, senior <laughs> night. <laughs> oh, is that? I remember. Yeah, yeah, it was se senior night. Yeah, you couldn't get out of going to senior night. And, uh, and a year later, I understood because I couldn't get out of going either. But I also didn't have, you know, a concert that I wanted to go to that night. So, Well, more importantly, I Jackie wanted to take her picture with me. Oh, well, and so that, I had a copy of that forever so that was well worth the missing a kiss concert i will agree as big of a kiss fan as i am <laughs> for those who are unsure jackie was the one who i fell in love with in kindergarten and then again my freshman year of high school after yeah. eight years of catholic school and, and yeah oh yeah uh, when you hear me talk about jackie my wife that's her ha ha, ha. i won <laughs> suck it <laughs> No. See, and, and that's why I'm saying, uh, okay, you know, <laughs> it's, it's I'm 25 cool years later, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, so anyway, no, I, I had said that back during the revenge era. I, I said, I saw a point in the future where Gene and Paul would step down and other people would step in and Bruce Kulik, who was playing lead guitar at the time and Eric Singer would continue on with the band. And like I said, James kind of, no, they won't. <laughs> well, and I'm not saying they're going to, but the idea has been floated here in the last couple of years, at least by Gene, I think. I, I don't remember if it was Gene and Paul who have both hinted that maybe that might be what happens. Yeah, I don't know if it was both. I've heard Gene say it a few times, yeah. at least. So Yeah, so maybe this will be the final tour, but then again, maybe it won't. And maybe it will be Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer kind of leading the band with two new guys in it, taking on the, the persona of the demon and the star child and Gene and Paul just kind of guiding the band. 
Huh, I could it, see them being producers. Well, see, that's the other thing. Will there be another album? Because I, and, and I know, you know, I, when I see stuff on Facebook and I, I, I look at the comments, the ones who aren't trashing the band for various things are calling for another album. And then somebody will say, yeah, they're not going to do another album unless they feel it's the right thing to do. And that generally means, is it going to sell? And right now with the way the music industry is, I don't even know that the last two albums they put out went gold. I don't think they did. Surprisingly, because they were actually really good albums. I mean, I would put them up there with some of their best albums from definitely the 80s and even some of the better ones from the 70s. It is a different time with releasing music. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, you know, most bands right now, they're they're making a buck off of touring. They're not getting shit for album sales. Streaming music is, has hurt a lot. I don't see Kiss doing another album. So, and you know, with their age and not putting out any new music. Again, I in a way, I'm kind of glad that they're doing this you know, hopefully this will be it. And, and in all honesty, there's a lot of bands I love that I think it's either time or it's close to time that just call it a day. Go you know? out while you're still good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or you could do the meatloaf thing where you start <laughs> kick ass and then you release some real horrible albums. And well, then you get back together with the guy who wrote the kick ass songs where your kick ass voice is good. And then you become on top again and then you go down again and I think you come back up. <laughs> Well, I would say Kiss has had their fair share of that. <laughs> See, okay. So, yeah, maybe go out now. So, so they've done it, yeah. Oh, I can't it, say that. Uh, Sonic Boom yeah. hit gold in Norway. Okay, okay. But that, that was it. And it did chart well. It charted at two. Yeah. I, the week it came out, and then it disappeared off the chart. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. <laughs> Not the first Kiss album that did that, actually. I don't remember what Revenge debuted at, but it was top 10 i think top five maybe and you know, a week later it was like down around 100 or worse <laughs> i'm yeah, like what? probably have the hardcore fans buying it those first yeah. week or two and then yeah that's it yeah gosh i haven't been to a kiss concert in over 20 over 20 years i have watched some videos online their age was showing 10 years ago it, it was and i'm not saying the show was bad it wasn't it was still a good show but what i watched you could tell age was taking its toll they were slowing down musically they were better you know there weren't as many i didn't hear any mistakes actually if you've ever seen any of the old footage some of it's up on youtube or the the kissology dvd sets because of how much they moved around on stage and stuff and there were quite a few mistakes you'd hear but you know it was a kick-ass show too so uh, we've talked about maybe Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer kind of maybe taking over the band if they decide to go that route with just, you know, having a couple other guys come in and take over the, the demon and star child personas. You know, I know there's a lot of people that complain about Eric and Tommy wearing Peter Chris's and Ace Frehley's Catman and S Spaceman, Space Ace uh, personas. <laughs> um, that sounds really clinical of me, but I think it depends on how they agreed to do things when they first formed the band. And they probably didn't think about anybody taking over their makeup. And they didn't at first. You know, no, they yeah. didn't. Well, okay. Here's the first thing is Gene owns the copyright as far as I know. And if he does, then, well, then he can do whatever he wants to with it. I do understand Paul and Gene's logic. And I think this was something you mentioned earlier that the people want to see the personas. They, they want to see the demon. They want to see the star child. 
They, they want to see the cat man and the space ace. Okay. I, I get that. I do. And to a point, I do understand the fans that complain that trash him for that, that don't like Eric Singer wearing Peter Chris's makeup and they don't like Tommy Thayer wearing Ace Frehley's makeup because uh, here recently the costumes they've been wearing on stage for the most recent tour they did, they went back to the Creatures of the Night costumes and that was Eric Carr on drums. So Eric Singer is wearing Peter Chris's makeup, the Catman makeup with the stage clothes that Eric Carr wore and that bothered me a little bit at first <laughs> I'm like I'm like those were Eric Carr's clothes but you know at the end of the day I, I don't really think that matters and here, here's my thing I don't want to say some things that are probably going to piss off some people uh, <gasps> no 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 I'd never do that like I've said I, I have loved this band my entire life since I was a, a little kid I grew up with Ace and Peter in the band. That was the first concert I went to, was that lineup, was the original lineup. And I love those albums, and I love those guys. I love Ace and Peter. I do. But for, for whatever reason, whether it's, it's just a piss-ass bad attitude or substance abuse, when you go on stage and you're either too out of it to perform – and I, and I won't I won't say that Ace and Peter were ever too out of it to perform because I don't know that, and I've never really heard that they were too out of it to go on stage and perform that I can remember off the top of my head without going back and looking at a few books. But I do know because this this has been talked about many times. Uh, there there's a book that came out while the farewell tour was going on in 2000. It was called Kiss Alive Forever: The Complete Touring History. And these guys went back, and I think I mentioned this when we when we were doing the um, corpse paint episode, because I talked about they had they they talked about the first show that Kiss did in the the actual full makeup, but they they did they they went through as best as they could and listed every show every date that Kiss played who the opening act was if they could get a full set list they would put the set list or at least you know reference back to a previous date where they played that exact same set list they put anecdotes from from the shows had pictures talked about the tours and everything and they they reported it in this book and peter has actually addressed this in his autobiography that there were shows during the dynasty tour where because he wasn't happy with his situation in the band he would fuck with the tempo of the songs he would fuck up the show on purpose. Now, he apologized. He did, he did apologize in his autobiography. If I remember correctly, he apologized to the fans for doing this. He said, it was not right. I shouldn't have done it because it hurt the fans. And he says, without the fans, we're nothing. But I have a problem with people who do that. And I've seen Peter three times. I saw him twice with Kiss, and I saw him once on a solo tour. And he, did, he didn't do that at any of the shows I've seen. But he did that. And I have a problem with that. And Ace didn't really do anything like that during a show. But I do know it was talked about that there was, and I think it was the tour before that. So it would have been the Psycho Circus tour. They'd had a break, I think, for the holidays, Christmas, New Year's stuff. And Gene and Paul and Peter, and they actually all three lived on the West Coast at the time. They were on the West Coast. They had a show coming up on the West Coast. Ace had flown back to the East Coast. And Tommy Thayer was in the organization. He was, he was acting as Ace's 
guitar tech or whatever. No, Gene's assistant, I think. But Tommy knew all the songs. He'd been, uh, Tommy, Tommy Thayer was in a band called Black and Blue in the 80s. And he got to be friends with Gene when Gene produced one of their albums. They were big Kiss fans. And when that band fell apart, Tommy went off and did some other stuff. And one of the things he did was a Kiss tribute band in the Spaceman role. So when he joined the organization as Gene's assistant, he, he knew all the stuff. And, and that it's, it's been talked about that when they did the reunion tour, Tommy had to teach Ace all his old guitar parts again because Ace couldn't remember them. <laughs> so anyway, they're, they had this break and everybody but Ace was already on the West Coast ready for the show. And Ace is off on the East Coast. Ace waits until the last possible minute to board a flight to fly across country to make it to the show walks in at the last possible minute he could to have time to put his makeup and costume on to go on stage they had tommy dressed and ready to go on stage to fill in for him ace never gave an explanation now i i aces is the one biography i've not read or an autobiography out of the four original members so i don't know if he addressed this in in his book but I've never heard him give any explanation for why he did that. The car was waiting outside of his house for him to come out. It sat there for hours waiting for him to come out of his house to drive him to the airport. So I, I just, I just want to say to the people that complain about Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer being in the band and wearing Peter Chris's and Ace Frehley's makeup, who do you want on stage? Do you want the guy that's going to show up, go on stage, do his job, regardless of how he's dressed? and give you that show that you paid good money for? Or do you want the guy who's going to have a pissy attitude and who's going to potentially fuck up the show because he's mad about something that happened backstage because he's not happy with his place in the band and they had an argument. I love Ace and Peter, but I have an issue with the way they did things. So I have no problem with Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer being in the band and being dressed up like those characters. Because I know they're going to go out there on stage and they're going to do their fucking job. Yeah. That's just my two cents. And I'm sure people are going to still disagree with me on that. And that's fine. You want to disagree with me on it? That's fine. But you're also not going to change my mind. I've been a fan of Eric Singer ever since the first time I heard him on a Black Sabbath album. He did a couple of Black Sabbath albums, Seventh Star and The Eternal Idol. And crap, I'm trying to think what the the first song is on on Seventh Star album. He just, he killed it. I mean, he was awesome on those albums. And then he was in Badlands with Jake E. Lee and, and Ray Gillen, uh, who he had met in, so he'd met uh, Ray Gillen in Sabbath. Uh, you know, as Eric Singer, to me, he was, he was a really good drummer. When they, when Eric Carr died and they said Eric Singer was stepping in, I was like, I couldn't think of anybody that I'd rather have. Uh, okay. I'm going to jump in. Yeah, please do. There, there were a few things I was going to say, but I can come back, but that's one of the things I was going to to jump in on. Yeah. And so as far as personas, while we were talking, um, that did spark a memory and I looked and, and it is copyrighted and the copyrights are owned by Gene and Paul. Yeah. And Ace actually sold his to them. So you know yeah. what? Well, if you care that much, you won't sell. Yeah. Uh, but I'll say as far as coming up with new personas, as soon as the Ink Warrior came out, uh-huh. no, no, please just keep using the old ones. Yeah. I have no personal thing against Vinnie Vincent. Oh, that, he's, he's he's a great guitarist, but yeah, the the makeup looked kind of is dumb. Yeah, Paul designed that, by the way. Well, I don't care who designed it, Paul. <laughs> dumb. 
And in all honesty, my first inkling that Ace was not in the band was when I went to go see that show on the Creatures of the Night tour. <laughs> I had no idea. Because up until they up until they went on tour, they were still acting like Ace was in the band. They had to. Yeah, I get that. They, well, they, they had to because contractually with the record company, they had to have three of the four original members in the band. <laughs> So I definitely get that. Yeah. So until they actually went out on tour and didn't have three of the four original members in the band, they were still playing it up that Ace was in the band. Because <laughs> at that point they couldn't hide it anymore. But as far as giving up the, the, the rights to the makeup, the copyrights, yeah, Ace sold his. Pete talked about this in his autobiography. And I think he got a buyout as well. Well, I'm pretty sure he got a buyout. It was a little underhanded, I felt, the way they did it. And I don't know that, I don't know how much of it was the band, how much of it was Gene Paul and maybe even Ace, because at the time Ace was still in the band. But certainly management did this to him. And it wouldn't surprise me if Gene Paul and Ace had anything to do with it. (laughs) But Pete was in, it wasn't even rehab. Pete decided he needed to get sober. He was out of the band. He had done two solo albums that went absolutely fucking nowhere. He was hooked on cocaine, was boozing it up. His wife at the time, I think, was also pretty heavy into substance abuse. But I think their daughter had just been born shortly before this. Peter wanted to, you know, try and straighten up. And at the time, and I'm trying to remember, I don't remember when the Betty Ford Clinic opened. But at the time, a lot of times when you went in to quote unquote rehab to dry out like this you didn't go to a rehab facility you went to an insane asylum they would send you to a some sort of a mental health place you know where there were some really messed up people (laughs) and because that's what they did to alice cooper when he dried up in like 78 or something whatever it was which served as inspiration for his album from the inside. Uh, That's what it was. It was an insane asylum that he went to. And Peter Chris did the same thing. Somebody in management came to visit him with paperwork and he was so out of it for some reason uh, while they were dealing with this, that he really, if I remember right, he didn't really realize what it was he was signing at the time, but that was pretty much how they bought him out. Now, like I said, I don't know how much of that was Gene and Paul and how much of that was management. And I should also throw Ace's name in there, too, because Ace was still in a position to make decisions for the band or to vote on them. So I don't know how much they had to do with it and how much of it was just management. To me, that was kind of underhanded. And I do feel bad for Peter Chris for that. But at the same time, he kind of put himself in that position. Yeah. He made those decisions to take the drugs and do the alcohol or drink the alcohol and and all that stuff. So And, and as far as I know, he and Nace are both clean right now. I hope so. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I, I mentioned Pete had two solo albums that didn't do real well. Something I, I forgot to mention when I was talking about the stuff that Ace and Peter did in the band that kind of pissed me off. I would like to ask nicely people who are Kiss fans that don't like the whole, you know, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer thing, who say that, you know, they they love Ace and Peter. How many of you have actually bought Ace and Peter's solo albums? Now, Ace's solo albums have done relatively well, and enough that he keeps releasing solo albums. I think he's got a new one coming out sometime soon. But, you know, 
Peter's albums haven't sold well at all. And there are reasons for that, because if you've heard them, you'll know why. As, as much as I love Peter Chris, his solo albums really aren't that good. <laughs> they're, yeah, we'll go, we'll go with that. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're not rock. The first two, barely. I, no, I, I take that back. One of his was the, the Chris album that came out in the early, mid-90s. That one was, it was a rock album. It was a really good album. That one I do enjoy, and I will listen to it occasionally. But I, the others, they're, you got to remember what kind of a background Pete came from. It was jazz. He was a big fan of Gene Krupa as a drummer. So, you know, it was, it was a lot of jazz, and it was a lot of, of 50s and 60s R&B stuff. If you've at least heard the solo album that was released in 78 when they all four released solo albums on the same day, it's it's not a rock album. It's an R&B album. And nothing wrong with R&B. Um, and he's actually got a great voice for it. But, uh, you know, you think, yeah, he's the drummer in Kiss. And you kind of expect that's what you're going to get. Like Kiss, yeah, yeah you, you kind of expect something like Kiss. And you, it's the farthest from Kiss that you're just about going to get. And, you know, some of the songs that he actually, that he wrote that actually made it on the Kiss albums, I, they're some of my favorite songs off of those albums. But if you listen to the stuff that he's written and recorded outside of the band, that you understand why Gene and Paul usually shot him down on putting his songs <laughs> on the Kiss album, because a lot of times it was just like, well, that's not what the band sounds like. Yeah, I, I overall stick up for Paul and Gene on this. But, yeah. You know, having been a, in a, in a band before with people, <coughs> Douglas, <coughs> Carl, who <laughs> shoot down ideas. I, I also understand the yeah. <laughs> frustrations that Peter and Ace had to have had. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I do too. Anyway, yeah, I, so they're they're announcing their final tour. That's really what I want oh, to talk gosh. about. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if this winds up being the final tour. The, like the I, other thing I did see that, uh, that sparked a memory when I said that I've seen Gene mention carrying on without them. Yeah but I wasn't sure about Paul. So sparked a quick memory. So I looked it up and Paul, I, I like Paul's take on it. He's sort of uh, the one article that I, I remembered. So I, I easily found it because I had a bookmark amazingly enough because I don't care about kids as much as you do. No. Yeah. And that's fine. I have a few, uh, yeah. but he talks about, he's, he's kind of ambiguous about it and hymns and haws a little bit in his answer, but he does say at the end that he thinks of kiss like a sports team. Yeah. So he's, he's okay. He loves the band. He loves the team. So he's okay with somebody dressing up or not dressing up as him. Somebody else being that his persona. persona. Yeah. And jeans and carrying on. So he's okay with it. Well, that's what I was, I was thinking something like that, but I, I couldn't remember if I, I couldn't remember which one of them had said it. Yeah. So but yeah, it seems the, the like sports, he wants it to be a good fit. Yeah. The sports metaphor sounds like something Paul would say though, <laughs> which brings up another question, you know, and we've, we, cause we've talked about how many of the original members have to, be out of the band before you start thinking of it as more of a glorified cover band. And, and in all honesty, there are already a lot of people that say that's what Kiss is now. Eh. So yeah, this is probably a bigger one, but just on Kiss's aspect, I'd say you still have half yeah. and you've got the two bigger songwriters. Yeah. So, and the, the, the vocalist, the two who do most of the vocals. And I know that sounds odd being a guitarist who's sticking mm. up for the vocalist, <laughs> but yeah, that's where, you know, I love the Yardbirds. I think we both do, but you know, I know they're the Yardbirds are still around touring, even though they had originally they'd broken up in 68 and that's when Jimmy Page put together the new Yardbirds and it turned into Led Zeppelin, but he didn't retain control of the, the name, the Yardbirds. And that went back to, I think at least Chris Drasia and uh, Jim McCarty, 
rhythm guitarist and drummer for the Yardbirds. So Jim McCarty right now, he is out touring with a version of the Yardbirds. He is the only original member left. You know, is it really the Yardbirds or is it just a cover band? If Gene and Paul do step down and the band continues on without Gene and Paul, is it really Kiss? And I think Gene and Paul would consider, yes, it's really, you know, Kiss. Of course they are. They're still going to be getting money from it. <laughs> yes, they are because they own everything. <laughs> and, and if you've heard, yeah, if you've heard our episode on the suite, I don't think we brought it up, but I would definitely say that the two versions of the suite touring right now are not the suite. They are right. one band member touring with other people and they have to even use their name in it. And no, you yeah. are not the suite. Right. We could give a shit ton of examples. Uh, Great White, Mark Kendall. I think it was Mark Kendall. The, the guitarist from Great White owns the name. So he gets to tour as Great White. Jack Russell? Yeah. Okay. Is the, It was the singer. So he gets to use the name, but he has to put the qualifier in front of it. Jack Russell's Great White to specify that it's not official Great White. Rat ran into kind of that same thing recently, yeah. but they got that worked out. Then they fired Warren Demartini, and I went, yep, I'm out. <laughs> I was with you until you fired Warren. Then no. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of bands that go around, they do stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a question of, is it the official band or, or whatever? And there's an analogy, I think it was, was it Plato that did the analogy of the ship? Or, or am I, I, may, I may be conflating Plato, something Plato said with something somebody else did. Well, I can tell you the Terry Pratchett version of it, where this is the axe of my ancestors. At one time, it needed a new handle, so it uh -huh. got a new handle. At one time, it needed a new head, so it got a new head. Yeah, Here it needed new twine, so it got new twine. Is it still the axe of my ancestors? Yes. Yeah, and that's exactly my point <laughs> with where I was going with that. I guess did they replace people slowly over time? Yeah. Or did they, you know, if yeah. you suddenly replace Gene and Paul at the same time, that seems like a big thing. Stop and think about it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how long Tommy Thayer has been in the band, but Eric Singer's been in the band off and on for 25 years. See, and that's where that's yeah. So they replaced they they got him. Yeah. And later they got Tommy. Yeah, but I think we could have a whole episode on oh, that because yeah. I can think of a 20 bands <laughs> <laughs> kind of quickly, even let alone if I think about it. So anyway, um, getting back to the final tour. Personally, like I said, I do, I do think, at least for Gene and Paul, this will be it. They're at that age, probably way past that age, <laughs> when, when they should be calling it quits. At, at least calling it quits doing the kind of show that they've been doing. Yeah, yeah, just kind of right off into the sunset. And I just... Bombadita, bombadita. <laughs> Happy trails, yeah. All right. So I uh, hope you enjoyed this. I know there's going to be a lot of people have thoughts, especially um, <laughs> with regards to Ace and Peter Chris. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap this one up for now and uh, hope you enjoyed it. And if not, um, that, I, that's okay. Because <laughs> I expect I probably pissed a few people off with some of that, but that's... Uh... <laughs> well, no, those are enjoyable. You can hear somebody else's take and get all angry and pissed off and sometimes... Yeah. That that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Actually, I want to apologize more to the soccer mom with her three kids in the minivan next to the guy who's listening to us going, you motherfuckers, <laughs> I'm going to come out with your motherfucking heads off and shit down your throat. Ace is God. Fuck you. <laughs> Mommy, what's that man saying? Why is spittle going all over you? <laughs> Roll up the window, Susie. Don't look. Don't look, Tommy. 
<laughs> and on that note, <laughs> I'm Jody. I'm James. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Well, yeah. I don't. I was going to kind of try and wing it, see how it turned out. Um, uh, as long as you wing it, and it's not winger. Uh, it's not. Although, although I could mention them in this, but I won't. Or are you going to mention them in a negative light? Uh, no. no. I will just <laughs> kind of a neutral light. <laughs> Well, then I guess you can do whatever you want. Uh, if it was negative, I was going to say go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, woo. All right. Did, did you get all of it? No, not yet. Oh. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, wait. No. <laughs> I can go one of three ways. Uh, so, in the order of how I thought of them, yeah, fuck you and right on. <laughs> Whichever way is the most sideways, that's probably the way it meant to come out. <laughs> uh, fuck you, then. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. So, I got nothing else, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I don't either. At this point, maybe we're just rambling. <laughs> yeah, at this point. Just now. Yeah. Not sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one might need a little editing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's okay. <laughs>